Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, friends. It's me. Your host, Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales. I am so excited to be back here with you. It is our first episode of our second season. Every month for the rest of the year, we will be posting an interview on the 1st and a new fairy tale on the 15th. If you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, you'll be alerted every time we post a new episode. Today, I interview the incredible and unstoppable Stella Keating as a part of our Little Girls Doing Big Things segment, where I interview a girl who is creating change in her community and not waiting until she's a grown-up to start chasing her dreams. Stella is a 13-year-old girl, an advocate for transgender rights, and one of five champions of a national storytelling campaign called The Gender Cool Project. I'll let her tell you more about that in the interview. Some of you might be wondering what the word transgender means. Well, when you were born, a doctor told your parents that you were either a girl or a boy. But sometimes, doctors are wrong. Not everyone feels like either a girl or a boy, and sometimes someone who was assigned a certain gender at birth got the wrong assignment. The doctor might have said it's a boy, but really, they feel and know they are a girl. Or the doctor said it's a girl, but really, they feel and know that they are a boy. 
If you have more questions, you can always email me at Rebecca at GirlTalesPodcast.com. That's R-E-B-E-C-C-A at GirlTalesPodcast.com. Or I highly recommend this wonderful YouTube channel called Queer Kids Stuff. They've got a lot of information on what it means to be lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. Now I'd like to thank a few of our listeners who went on over to patreon.com slash girltales and donated. Thank you to Kevin, Megan, Kristen, Sarah, Jacqueline, Oliver, Catherine, Stephanie, and April. We're here because of you and for you. If you'd like to hear your name at the top of the next episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash girltales and make a donation today. And now on to our little girls doing big things interview with Stella Keating. Enjoy. If you take my hand, I'll show you distant lands. Be my mate. Okay, so I have here Stella Keating. Stella, I'm going to start off with, there's this really cool quote that I saw on the Gender Cool website that you said, gender cool means to me, showing inside a person besides their gender gender identity. I think there is so much more to a person. And can you tell me who is Stella Keating? Who am I? Well, I am a 14-year-old girl who is an aspiring politician. I also happen to be trans, but there are a lot of other things to me besides being myself and being able to be open. I do a lot of things in like my spare time. I do, uh, I play the violin. I like to read. Oh, and I also recently started taking up snowshoeing because I live close-ish to the mountains, which is pretty fun. So you want to be a politician. How did that get started? How did you find interest in politics? I was in sixth grade. I can't remember what age I was. Everyone was able to uh, go lobby for like our senators and congressmen or whatever. And meeting all of these people was really amazing. And it inspired me to really start taking action in my government. And since then, I helped my city start a youth council. Well, using gender cool, I've been able to kind of like really talk about what's so important and why we need like support and help within the queer community, um, but also in every other community that is in danger and that just like often kind of pushed away um, a lot of marginalized communities. So I've been, that's kind of what I do and what inspires me to do it. That's really cool. Um, what is a youth council? What does a youth council do? But I think the big goal for us is to be able to kind of say, like, guess what? We really want this in our community. We want to see this more often. You know, my mom does a lot of work with, like, working with youth, and she helps give youth voices. 
and she tells me a lot, like, your voice is the most important voice ever. That's what I want other youth to know, is that your voice is one of the most important voices in one entire community. I'm old now. I'm almost 30. But I remember being young and feeling like my voice doesn't matter. I cannot. I can't change anything because legally I can't vote. I just remember grownups thinking like children should be seen and not heard. It's so cool that your mom has told you that, that like your voice is important and not only is it important to hear you, but uh, for you to go out there and do something with it. Yeah. I know that you're asking me a question, but I just wanted to ask you a question. Like, yeah, go ahead. Were you raised aware of um, a lot of the problems in the world? No, I wasn't. So I, I'm i gay, and I remember I didn't have the language to come out when I was a kid. And it seems like you knew you – ha- you did have that language, or you knew s- somewhat, and you were brave enough or, I don't know, to come out when you did. Um so I think I'm I think I'm really impressed by that and I think I'm just impressed by you not waiting um until you were older to start doing stuff. Yeah, and that's the problem I feel a lot with the queer community and well now like queer adults coming out is that they didn't ever have the words that you know like I was told from such a young age like you know, these are the words to use. And if you feel this way, please do tell. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, that needs to be changed. Like, that's another big thing is, like, we need to constantly be informed about language. Like, you need to know language. And they need to know, like, LGBTQ terminology. And they need to know about consent. because. If you don't learn that early on in life, it's going to be harder to absorb it, is what my what I've learned a lot. I think that's a very good point. Um, so has there been a moment that stuck out to you where you have impacted someone else's life, someone else's story? Um, I know I've inspired a lot of my friends, you know, to come out and to share who they are. But there are some some people who some youth who have come out to me and they've been want they wanted to tell me. I don't I don't have a specific memory that really kind of impacted me. Um, but I do know that my mom, me and my mom, we co-facilitate a queer youth club, book club, and um which is actually really awesome. Um What are you guys reading? This month we are reading Little and Lion. So so uh, so you're a big lover of books in general, I take it. Yes, very much so. I don't know if you so you love books. I don't know if you still love this because I this is based off of my research. I had to do research on you before I interviewed you. <laughs> do you still do you still love the musical Hamilton? Um yeah. Yeah. I still, I mean, I still enjoy it. I don't listen to the music as often. I wouldn't say it's fallen apart, but now people are getting really obsessive about it. And um, I do mentoring, and my class, half of the classroom are Hamilton fans, 
So they're constantly singing Hamilton. So I basically hear Hamilton every single day, and it's kind of gotten annoying. But I don't tell them that because I I love them too much. Um, <laughs> What's the best lyric? Oh my god! Oh oh um, my favorite one is uh, "Immigrants, we get the job done." It's needed more often because you know, like Trump made a government shutdown because he wants money to build a wall for the U.S. and Mexican border. We were supposed to be that country that helped other countries. And now we're kind of destroying that reputation. I felt like that's a very needed quote and lyric in the world right now. Well, what does it mean to you beyond the fact that, yes, it's relevant? What does that, what does that lyric mean to you? Um, my aunt, she works for like an immigrant help service almost. And like she helps immigrants kind of get onto their feet in America um, and so a lot of the things that have been happening within our government are kind of, are really affecting her and her job. Um, so that's another thing that's kind of just been like important about that lyric to me too. There, so I think for a lot of kids today, it's really aggravating or uh, there's a lot of work, like negative feelings associated with what's going on, um, in the government and, um, they feel like they can't do anything about like, what do you, I, I, as a grown up, don't quite know what I can do about this government shutdown or the wall and I can go out and vote. What do you do? What do you do when you, in times like that, how do you do you take action? Do you journal? What do you do to deal with stuff like that? I feel like the most important thing is to make sure that everyone knows what's happening. Everyone needs to know, like, guess what? This is happening, and this is going to affect you at some point. It may not be now, but it will in the future. Like, the point of Gender Cool is to share positive stories. You know, maybe stop sharing the negative ones and start sharing the positive ones. I mean, as much as the negative ones are important, the positive ones really kind of, like, they're a lot more important because they give hope. Right. And I think that's what the, I don't know if I want to call them the other side, but I think that's what we hear a lot on the news. We hear a lot of the negative stories, the negative stories about, and that's what goes back to that lyric, right? The negative stories about uh, a small number of people who have of immigrants, but if you hear the positive stories and the hopeful stories, it's- it gives a lot more hope. And like, I am glad that I'm here now because I'm glad that I now know that these stories exist and that these people exist and that they are making a change. Like, it's important. It's important that we hear these positive stories. So, like, what you're doing by sharing good stories is like already enough by sharing positive, awesome stories about awesome, positive girls. Oh, well, that means a lot to me. Thank you. What is the Gender Cool Project? Uh, so Gender Cool is a – they're national nonprofit organizations sharing positive stories about trans kids. Gender Cool is all about sharing the positive stories. Um, like the very first thing that you see on their website is Cool Stories Exceptional Kids. Right underneath it says, The Gender Cool Project is a national storytelling campaign spotlighting remarkable stories of transgender people. 
So we're just sharing about trans people. And recently we were lucky enough to be able to add five new um, gender cool champions, which is awesome. What's a gender cool champion? Uh, Me, basically. We are the storytellers and the ones who have the stories. We are the ones who share the stories. Like, we are the stories. The Gender Cool Project seeks to reach every corner of the country with positive and powerful stories about who transgender kids and their peer allies are rather than what they are. We leave the labels at the door and build understanding through storytelling about the accomplishments of these remarkable young leaders. Did you know anybody who was trans or queer who was leading a fulfilling life or maybe a character in a book or anything like that that you could look up to? Pre-transition, I really looked up to Jazz Jennings. Who is Jazz Jennings? Uh, she's trans. She's a trans um, youth who has really been a huge inspiration to a lot of a lot of people in the queer community not just the trans community but the queer community she's been leading the way for the trans community for a long time and she's been sharing her story for a super long time that's awesome who has who has been the most the biggest influence on your life so far and can you tell me about them one person that i especially looked up to um was sarah mcbride She's the national like secretary, press secretary for the HRC, um, Human Rights Campaign. She's someone that I really look up to for that reason, um, because she's an out and open trans person who, you know, is also interested in politics just as much as I am. Um, and another person that I look up to, and that person's my mom. Like, that sounds super cheesy, but it's true. I really do look up to my mom. Um, what she does is so cool and she's honestly not recognized enough for what she does what does she do she has a nonprofit organization my purple umbrella and um through that at my old elementary school she has taught about being an ally um and she has done this yearly um thing called the ally chain and she has she's helped teach kids about why it's so important to be an ally and then she also leads an after-school group doing the same thing, but they really take action within their, like, entire community. Like, I sadly am no longer able to volunteer. Um, I do ASB now. What's ASB? Associated Student Body. Is that your student government? Basically, yeah. Okay. What's your position at ASB? Uh, I am the eighth grade representative. Wow. Yeah. Have you had to make campaign posters before? I went to the girls in politics thing. Um, What's the girls in politics thing? Basically teaching girls about politics. You get to do a mock campaign. I wasn't able to say my speech, though, because we didn't have time. We were only able to do the presidents and vice presidents, uh, which was cool. But I made a poster. I got the inspiration from Pinterest, actually. And it said it was... um, oh snap vote Stella and in the middle of it it was a like the snapchat ghost and then in the middle of that was my face a picture of me and then like around it I did like things that I stood for so I was running for house representative you so you're really you you are also very artistic you play violin are you good at playing violin I mean at first it's really difficult but it gets easier so you know how to read music as well 
And so I have to ask you this because Girl Tales is a podcast where we create feminist fairy tales, right? So what is your favorite fairy tale? My favorite? Have you read the um, book series by Chris Colfer, Land of Stories? I have not. But it's about these two kids. And it's basically like the after story. It's like what happens after Cinderella or Snow White or Little Mermaid or whatever. I am sure you have to go eat dinner and stuff. But is there anything you want to tell our listeners? Anything else you want to say? I have something to say, but I have a question for you that I want to ask first. Um, Are a lot of your listeners adults? Um, Surprisingly... I wouldn't say a lot, but I do. we do have adult listeners. Yes. Cool. Okay. So for the adults that are currently listening to this right now, my message for you is, hopefully you've got the gist of this by me talking previously. You really, like, you got to leave it up to the youth voices. Like, what really matter are the youth because they are our literal future. Adults just need to listen to the youth. And the youth need to tell, and for the youth, you got to just tell the adults what to do. You cannot let them boss you around. I think that is a good place to end. And it has been so good listening to you, Stella. Well, thank you. That was Stella Keating as a part of our Little Girls Doing Big Things segment. Remember to subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoy Girl Tales and want to hear your name at the top of the next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I believe in you and I'll see you next time. Come on, love.